0: Hey, it's Kristen, Shalene's podcast manager. Just a little reminder that Shalene publishes an episode five days a week. On The Shalene Show, you can listen on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And on Build Your Tribe, the show she does with her son, Brock, you can listen on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But in order to have those episodes automatically downloaded to your phone, you actually need to be subscribed. And to make that easier for you, I've placed links to below this episode that will take you directly to the pages on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher so you can easily subscribe. Oh, and by the way, if you write a review, and I don't care where you write it, if it's on Stitcher, iTunes, or on Spotify, it is like giving Shalene the ultimate gift. She loves, loves, loves to read those reviews. So I just want to thank you in advance for going and giving her a little gift of writing a review. And lastly, you know, I've told you this in the past, but I would love to hear from you by leaving Shalene and I a message. Go to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast and look for that little widget and leave us a message on what you're loving on the podcast, what you'd like to hear on the podcast or any other suggestions you have for us. That would mean the world to both of us. Thanks for listening. I love ya. Shalen loves ya, and we mean it.
1: Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson.
0: And my name is Brock Johnson.
1: With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures and successes.
0: And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income.
1: Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, mom, this one's all you. What's up? Hey, I'm super excited you're here. You are going to love my guest today. Now, this is Nicole Arbor. And if you've been a fan of YouTube, you probably watched one of her videos or maybe you've seen them on Facebook. Her videos have racked up, are you ready for this? More than 700 million views. And you know what happens when you've got that many people looking at your stuff? Well, you're going to have plenty of people who love you and plenty of people who don't. That's how it goes. The more eyeballs you have on your stuff, the more likely you're going to have people who love you and those who do not. How do you handle it? Nicole Arbor is a comedian. She's an actress. She's a TV personality. She's a singer. She's a choreographer. She's crazy, ridiculously talented. She's beautiful. She's articulate. She's quick. Holy cow, is she quick! Like you should see the comments that she goes back and forth with people on Instagram. You know how like you're afraid sometimes that someone might say something negative and you might then just delete that person's comment? Well, yeah, maybe you can delete it. But if someone is coming at Nicole with a false allegation or making a comment that's rude or hateful, she will come right back at you. And it is so empowering to read and to see. Today in the episode, Nicole shares with us her own experience of how she had this really horrific car accident that left her on the floor, literally, depressed, filled with anxiety and fears. But it also woke something up inside of her. And she started making videos, which obviously have gone completely viral. Videos where she says what a lot of people may be thinking. And what did that do? It sparked conversations, like a lot of conversations. And when you take a stance, you're gonna find that there's plenty of people who disagree with you. How do you handle it? How do you come back from it? And what does it feel like when your goal, whether it's misinterpreted or not, her goal was to help others and yeah, get people talking. She is someone who's used her platform to help others grow their businesses, to help their brand reach millions of others. She is unapologetically unapologetically, Who she is. Like she speaks her truth and does not apologize. And that is something I so respect, especially in women like today. I mean, most of us, most of the women I know, most of you who I hear from struggle to overcome your people pleasing ways. So you're going to find this interview super refreshing. Now, Nicole helps other people, entrepreneurs in particular, who are caught up in that mindset where they're worrying about what other people think, where they're worrying about being perfect when they're all just like in their head and not taking action, now she coaches others with her Go Team Academy to shift that mindset and to go for it. Nicole and I met just moments before we recorded this episode, so it was really fun because I was kind of like getting to know her while we were on camera, while we were recording this podcast for you from a hotel room in Beverly Hills, California, living the life, living the dream. All right, guys, here you go. Meet Nicole Arbor. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me here. My special guest today is Nicole Arbor. Nicole, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. This is so cool. I'm excited I listen to your
2: shows. This is amazing. That's <laughs>
1: so fun. I love hearing that. I forget how initially I was introduced to you, but your content is, is hysterical. Thank you. And shockingly surprising. And, you know, there's this paradox because mm-hmm. people aren't expecting it from you. Yep. And I, you really play into that, obviously.
2: I have no choice. Yeah. Like, I realized for years people would be like, you have to pick what you are. Either put your hair back in a bun and take off your makeup and be a stand up comic, or you can be pretty and be the NBA cheerleader and do these things. You can't be smart and funny and pretty. The world will not accept it. Wow. Pick a lane. And yeah. then when I said, it,
1: I started having more success yeah Yeah. exactly and we're going to talk about all of the controversy I mean yeah not not, we don't have to dig into the controversy but what I think is most important for people to take away is it's okay and you're going to survive it so the very first thing I want to talk about is your state of mind right so you really rose to fame Mm -hmm. after filming a video Mm -hmm. while you were recuperating or or healing I should say from a pretty tragic car accident
2: Indeed. In 2008, I was in a car accident getting out of a taxi. We got rear-ended when I was halfway out of the car. So slammed my head against the door three times, severe neck injuries, lower back injuries
1: the nerve damage and the head injury were probably the worst of it. And What were you doing at that time? Like, what was your career? Where were you in your life?
2: I was, you know, it was pretty awesome. I was on the number one comedy show in Canada on Much Music, which is our MTV, which was super dope. Oh, wow. I was on my day off from shooting a feature film that I was in, and it was like just, everything was starting to roll. Like, I was just shooting features that I had major roles in, not like chick number two kind of thing. And I was doing a stand-up show that night, went to do karaoke with a friend, and then getting out of the taxi got hit and changed my life forever. I spent most of my 20s in bed on disability and it got
1: progressively worse and worse as a so lot of did it, things do. did it affect your physical state were you not able to do this like tell us about the injury a little bit yeah
2: i couldn't do stand-up because i couldn't stand up the chronic pain from my lower back and the nerve endings and the nerve injuries yeah when you get a lower back injury it shoots down your legs yeah so you know and then you get a neck injury you get tmj that goes with it right my tmj was so bad i was crushing my teeth in my sleep mm. and swallowing them and yeah it's gross like to think about it it's like that's weird i had chronic migraines because of my head injury so bad that my eyes were like starting to not work and they yeah. were short circuiting right and from the neck stuff like it just it affects your whole body
1: my neck stuff i still and I have you my cannot concentrate hand. when you are in constant pain
2: no 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 you can't i always say yeah. it's like that feeling of stubbing your toe when you're like oh my god yeah but you know it's <laughs> gonna go away but it doesn't go away. Wow. And then it lasts for years. It drives you wow. insane. It's maddening. And then, yeah, it, like shot down my hands. I still have my, my claw hand, I call it, because, yeah. you know, the nerves shoot down your arm. And I just couldn't use the hands. And, yeah, lots and lots of stuff. And insane chronic pain that led to a lot of, you know, the head injuries and stuff like that happened with it, too. But depression kicked in. And then it gets into severe depression and all of the meds come in and I was swirled up in that cocktail of chronic pain land and, you know, injuries that I was not supposed to get better from.
1: And that's where I would, you know, just from looking as an observer and I want to get into like how much strategy and, you know, planning was involved in this and how much of it was just random, you know, coming to mind and, but on all of it, but it was at that time that you made a video when you were still really not back into your physical self, you weren't back doing comedy yet. Yeah. Except that you were doing some YouTube stuff. Yep. And you created a YouTube video that started a witch hunt. I know. And people worry about like getting the occasional hater under an Instagram post like you were an international enemy number one
2: (laughs) I know isn't it crazy you you did how crazy is that like if you think of someone's life and that that was a a little line in the story of my life that's insane it is when I look back and yeah you know I want to I really want to touch on this for your audience for them to know I want to get to the biggest takeaway because it's on the top of my mind right now in my heart Yeah it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. It was the most freeing thing to have so many people aim hate at me at the same time. Yes. To use me as the witch on the stake. You know, as women, we're bred to make everyone like you. Be nice, be kind, make sure everyone likes you all the time. If someone doesn't like you, go apologize. Like, you know, and maybe it's part of like the cheerleader thing too, I was brought up in, but it was always just be nice, make sure everyone likes you. That's rule number one of yeah, life as right. a woman. Absolutely. And be pretty. And for me to have that moment where I said, F- it all. And I felt like I just went into the world with machine guns and I was like, I'm going to tell the truth because I don't think I've been telling the truth. And I think that's what makes people depressed in the long run is not being your real self and not being honest with each other. And I, you know, metaphorically brought out my machine guns and just went, and I was like, bring it. Yeah. And that moment of, Letting people hate me, yeah, was the most freeing thing I could have ever
1: done. I've listened be to be the villain, yeah, yeah. I've listened to countless interviews searching for, yeah, that thing I know you must have felt. Mm-hmm. So, I really want to know, yep, if you will, share with us when it happened. And I know you're badass, and I, I know yeah, you yeah. were like, come for me, right? Yeah, yeah, but you're a human being too, yep. So, there had to have been. I don't know whether it was a week a moment an hour where you're like oh, what have i done how do i take this back or how do i get out of bed yeah it weighs on you like i mean i can have a complete stranger i can have a thousand positive comments mm-hmm. and like you three that one. people oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. say something rude and I will think about it, even though I I will say to my I'll lie and say to my audience. and It's not a lie, but it's like I have to I'm almost coaching them to coach Mm -hmm. myself where I'm like, you can't worry about it. And I'm really speaking to myself. Yeah, Um, I do that all the time. Did you have those moments? That's what I want to know about those moments. I will be 100 percent honest
2: with you and your audience because I think everybody deserves it. I went, oh, no, people are talking poorly about me. I just... The stuff that bothered me was when they said things that weren't true. Mm. If you don't like my comedy, I don't give a sh. Like, I'm not for everybody. Nobody is for everybody, and that's okay. I was already cool with that. But it was when they were like, oh, she did this, or she got fired from this movie, or she was nasty to this person on a plane. Yeah. Dude, that's for my stand-up. I made it up. Yeah. There is no dude on a plane. Someone came forward and said that they were the guy on the plane that I made fun of for being overweight. I'm like... I've never in my life done that. Right. You can't find a human on this earth who would say that I was mean to them for a weight thing or the way they look or anything. Like, it's never happened. So that's the only thing that bothered me was the character assassinations by the press and by strangers. That hurt. Because I'm like, you don't have to think I'm funny, but for you to come at me and try and make me something that I'm not just because I
1: made you uncomfortable and I hit a nerve, I think that's messed up. That really hurt. Did you ever have especially when it first hit, did you ever think, okay, or maybe even had a manager who said, I think you need to come out and apologize or you need to clarify it. And did you personally ever think like, maybe, maybe this is a really bad idea. What have I done? No, never.
2: No, I knew, I knew, I just, I knew I'm like the world needs this. Like there was just like, I set up a plan of like all of the videos that I was going to release and like, the order in which I was going to release them, that wasn't my first viral. That was my fourth viral video. And I knew that that one needed to be said. And I went, people need to talk about this. That's why they're
1: talking about this. And you did all the editing, too. All of it. Like, all that was you me, start completely to finish. You produced. I yeah, mean, like, even your my cell phone. Childish Gambino remake. Like, you produced
2: that. I produced that in 24 hours, the Childish Gambino one. I had the idea, recorded the song, made the video
1: in 24 hours.
2: Called some friends. Let's do this. Someone find me a warehouse. Let's go.
1: That was so just you like, know, in most viral videos, you know who's going to come for you, and yep. you and you know their objections, and you know in advance what their arguments going to be and what they're going to say. Yep. Did you have any idea that you would have the type of backlash you did with the um, "This Is America" song? No, not that, that, that one. Was a surprise. That
2: one. I've had so many conversations with people about that one after, including friends, I'll say, in the African-American community who are very large names. And they all said it was that people came for me on that. Mm, and I agree. Yeah. And at the time, I went, wait a minute. Is there something I'm missing? For those of you listening who didn't see it, I remade This Is America, Childish Gambino. But I did it from the perspective of women. Right. And what women experience in life. Yeah. And I was like, you know, remember when people made those videos for Happy when Happy came out? Totally. I was one of them. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just like, let's just take this and pivot it to something different. Yeah. And hopefully other people will do it, too. Which, by the way, they did. Uh And Billboard did the top 12 remakes of This Is America. But I got castrated for it. I was the only woman who made one. And they ripped me to shreds. But people of every other color did it. And it was fine. But I was the first one who did it. And which I just thought was really funny in retrospect, but I was just doing it to be like, hey, this is my perspective, this is my America, yeah. yeah. And I was invited to the Star Wars premiere with Childish Gambino in it a week later, so I know he was. So offended. have you talked to him about it? I haven't. I know I will one day. Uh-huh. He doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't need. he's right. so chill. That's- but that one was weird because. You weren't expecting that I wasn't reaction. expecting that backlash. I thought that people would say, maybe I'm cheesy or you're not allowed to do that. Sure. But not that specific backlash. It's like, no, there's nothing racially wrong with this. Half my crew and cast were African-American. My opening shot was on a woman who was African-American. Like They were just wrong, the things they were saying. Yeah. So that one was weird, for That's sure. That's crazy. I don't like
1: being called things that I'm not. Right. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like fiercely defensive. If people, if you call me something that I know I'm not, or is like, you know in contradiction to what it is I stand for yeah that that gets under my skin I'm learning to like not care because there are going to be people who just misinterpret that I mean this week alone I you know I had to do a follow-up episode on my podcast about slut shaming um, uh, but I'm like you know whatever people are still good that's the other thing is yeah I mean you went to school to become a comedian yeah which is the coolest thing ever I'm like like that's the a- college i wanted to go to did some of that training do they prepare you for that because oh, yeah. i always think right now would be the hardest time in the world to be a comedian because everything is offensive mm-hmm. everything is controversial yep no matter what you say you can say the sky is blue and someone will say how dare you when i'm living in an area where the sky is often gray it's actually purple here yeah, yeah. you know i think the world needs us even more now george carlin is my
2: comedic hero ah. and he just always said the way it is and i just really admire that in people and i just the older i get and the more exposure i get to the world and more people and the masses and see how everyone works the more i really value honesty and if your honesty is different than mine like you might think my hair looks stupid right now that's okay if you're being honest i love you for it right i like it so it doesn't matter right but the honesty thing is so important to me that you know I don't care if you don't like my joke. Mm -hmm. I will go on stage and, you know, I've been doing some stand-up here and there. I have a big stand-up tour coming up, too. I don't give a And the more they get angry and the more they're triggered, the more I'm going to push them. Because that's what I think needs to happen. You don't get to tell me what I can or can't find funny. If you don't find me funny, don't come to my show. How about Mm. that? Mm. And leave this for the people who like it. Every ice cream doesn't need to be vanilla. We can have 33 flavors. However many flavors are at Baskin Robbins, I don't go. I'm allergic to dairy. (laughs) But I just think it's really dangerous when we get to a spot where
1: we think we all have to think the same.
2: Yeah, We don't. And that's okay.
1: Your brain fascinates me. It's people don't think this way. They don't. Yeah. It's really difficult to do what you do and to do it unapologetically. And I want to know what it is about <laughs> your childhood. Ooh. What is it about either the way you were, or some experience that has put you in this mindset where you're like, I don't need approval. You know, I did. I really
2: did. And so many years, like, everyone like i feel like i was like a dancer and cheerleader and athlete and you know i'd always want to make the coach happy and my parents happy and you know my teammates happy when did that shift then it was after the accident you know my stand-up was so different before the accident too for me to go back to that which i feel is my roots i'm a little scared i'm like i'm gonna be lethal i'm not scared anymore I'm more scared of not doing it now. And all of the things, I'm more afraid of what will happen if I don't tell the truth or if I don't go and do what I know I can do. I'm more worried about wasting my life than I am about offending somebody because I've been to the edge. I spent years in bed and when I say years in bed, I mean I would wake up, take the drugs that I had to, mm-hmm. to function and not crack my own teeth, lay on a floor in my grandma's house and I describe it to people so they get it. like. 80s carpet that was stained with cat urine because the little old cat, you know, couldn't make it to the litter box. Mm -hmm. That's where I laid every day. And... I was just done with it. Why were you at Grandma's house and not Mom and Dad's? I didn't want them to see how bad it was. Oh. Yeah, I so lied to them for years. Are your parents together? Yep, they're together. And, and, and they're how did so they so mad handle? at me for that. Oh, when they find out how broke I was and how bad it really was, and that I was saving face so that it wouldn't make them upset. Oh, they get so mad at me.
1: How did they yeah. f- handle, you know, like, especially in 2015 when that video... Yeah. You know, I mean, you were on major news networks and, oh yeah i mean the bbc the view oh um, yeah i can't even tell you how many articles i read online people talking about it I mean, everybody came for you yep and frankly you know some of the stuff in there is so hurtful it's salacious it's hurtful and it's just untrue so that's what like But how did your parents, parents? did your parents, I mean, I can't imagine my parents are like, would just, they would want to protect me and say, come out with an apology video. Like, how did your parents handle that? They didn't tell me to apologize. I said,
2: trust me, I got this. Mm. And they just kept seeing if I was okay. Okay. And I was like, my brother wanted me to apologize. My older brother, he's like, just, just apologize. It'll, it'll be okay. And I was like, mom and dad, I'm not going to reveal who, but a very large Canadian celebrity's mother reached out to me. And said, this is part of the gig, Nicole. Does
1: the last name rhyme with Lieber? Maybe. Okay.
2: (laughs) Uh, And they said, Nicole, this is part of the gig. Are you okay? Good, you're okay? This is part of it. Are you ready for the next level or not? Because they're going to come for you. She's like, find me a celebrity that you love that the press hasn't come for. Yeah. Either it's going to be about this that you said, or maybe you looked stupid coming out of a club. They're going to pretend you're drunk. No matter what happens, when you start doing well, or if you're talented, they're coming for you. So just decide if you're going for it or not. And I was like, I'm going for it.
1: Which is interesting. I think most celebrities know that's going to happen. Yeah. But they're still trying to avoid it.
2: You can't. There is no manual. I always say that. You can't actually be ready for what that feels like. Mm. You can't. Because what I wasn't ready for was... Take me to the ugliest part of it for you. The hardest part. The hardest for me, okay, was people thinking that I hate fat people. Mm. That's not true. That's never been true. And I'm not going to say the names because my girls know who they are. But in my small group of friends I've had since... Ever, there's some overweight girls in it, and that's their description of themselves. And I had to sit down with them when those videos came out, and they're like, you know, people are asking us, like, yeah, you know, is Nicole mean to you? And they're like, no, (laughs) like she's never, she would never, she would help us if we asked for help about them. No.
1: Okay. Yeah, like it's like everyone
2: do whatever makes you happy. But if if you want to lose the weight, I'm gonna help you do it, and I'm not gonna let you kill yourself on my watch. I'm sorry, I'm not that friend. I'm not going to let you drink yourself to death, take pills. I'm not going to let you go with that guy or girl that sucks for you. I'm not that friend. Yeah. So if you want friends who just do whatever, avoid me. I'm not your girl.
1: Yeah, I'm not your girl. I'm going to tell you when you're effing up, but I want the same back, you know? But But, you literally, when you said you put together a plan of your viral videos, you must have just been like, okay, who can I come for? You know, like literally, all right. It's not like it's low-hanging fruit, but you went for... Topics that people needed have to, be... to be discussed and people have you like yeah. you know celebrities have to be they have to be prepared for hate. they have to be prepared to offend people. They have to be prepared for a negative storm of press yeah. that happens accidentally. yeah, I wonder how much of yours is like, oh i'm I'm actually going to create that storm. I created the storm a few times. Yeah,
2: definitely. I definitely fed my videos specifically in advance from fake accounts to people that I know would go crazy over it. Mm. Because they're social justice warriors. Not because they think that's the right thing Mm. or the wrong thing. Yes. But because their brand is I'm offended. Yes. I did that. that,
1: That's a brand for people. Yeah.
2: I'm offended is a new personality. I'm offended. Like, why? Why are you offended? Is this really offensive to you? Yeah. And when I pick the topics, I, I let my fans help me pick topics, too. But I wanted to start conversations that people were too afraid to start. So what is the topic that everyone wants to talk about right now? But maybe if they brought it up at work, they're scared they'll get fired. Yeah. But they could reference a Nicole Arbor video and something I said and start having some honest discussions.
1: And then that's what I did. I have women who literally won't post images of themselves or just about anything in social media and they keep their accounts private even though they have a message that they want to get out there and they have a business that they want to build. Yeah. But they're so afraid that there's going to be something negative said about their appearance or the way they wrote something there or their be. opinion. Guess what? There so how be. okay and they know yeah. that. So yeah. how do you help them deal See, with that? Other than to say, just deal with it. No, that's not and I, I totally
2: appreciate you saying that, but that's not a strategy, obviously. Yeah. The strategy is You know, taking from my friend Danielle Delgado, who loses if you don't win? So that's what I like. I like to keep that in my mind of if I don't go for it, Mm. who else loses? I have a message to deliver. You have a message to deliver. Deliver the message. Just do it. You know what I mean? And the hate's going to come and you got to be ready for it. And if you know who you are, what you stand for, what your weak spots are, if someone comes at me with something that's true, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Or maybe that's something I got to work on. Yeah. But- if it's just hate, I know that they're depressed or they're sad or there's something in them that they're upset about, so I can't take it seriously. And blocking and deleting's a thing, ladies. Oh, that's you know? good. I- I'm a fan of it. Some people are like, oh, let everything come. Nah. You don't get to abuse me on
1: my platform. Mm-hmm, that's you can right. You go.
2: Yes. You, you, you're not invited to this party. Amen. And frankly, you're going to be happier somewhere. So you should go there. Right. Like,
1: that's how I feel about it. I had a gal who, a friend of mine, who went live on Instagram, I think, and she said, literally sent her into, you know, depression for the weekend. Not clinical depression, but like, you know, just as like it yeah. ruined wonder weekend. Yeah. Because she went live. Having all these great interactions, and one person said, "You're putting too much filler in your in your face," and she's like, "I don't have any filler in my face. I never have." Yeah, and and I'm like, I don't understand why that was so. If it really wasn't true, yeah. So. Let's say that someone does make a comment. Maybe that is true. Like, yep. I, what's wrong? Your nose is jacked up or your, whatever it is. Probably. Something about your physical appearance. How can you help women? Mm-hmm. What mindset? What can they say to themselves so they're like, I can let it go?
2: You know, this is rough, but it's true. I realize that I've said way worse things to myself in my own head than anything that anybody could say to me. I've already heard the worst. We judge ourselves way harsher than anyone's going to judge us. So for me, I really, when I look at those messages and they ting, I still feel them. Sometimes I'm like, hey, I know I didn't do my hair this morning. You don't have to point it out. Like, I know. But when those people come at me, I still go what I'm doing is so much bigger than this this comment can't stop me what is my time worth and I clawed myself back from living in hell I feel like I've already been to hell there's nothing you could put me through I haven't been through so I just think we're all a lot stronger than we even let ourselves be Mm. if you're a mother especially like I think moms are superheroes. I'm not one yet, but I just really believe that moms mentally and physically are superheroes. And for you to have gone through all of that, for the things that women have been going through since we're kids, the things that people say to us since we're kids, we've been through a lot of sh- Mm -hmm. You're already bulletproof. Just realize it. Mm -hmm. And the more bullets you get fired at you, the more bulletproof you get because you're still going. Like I always say, like, I've already walked through the fire. That's why I'm fireproof. And when the world like lit a torch around me on the Dear Fat People video, I'm like, oh, you just made a superhero. You really you don't realize what you just did to me. You lit me up. And. Uh, yeah, I feel like this Phoenix Rising thing. And if you can look at those hate comments and be like, ooh, I'm going the right way. I'm going the right way. If it's constructive criticism, that's different. Yeah. But
1: I know I'm going the right way because they're coming at me. And they yeah. don't come at people who don't matter. You probably have heard from advisors and mentors and business experts that you need to clean up your language. Mm-hmm. You need to stop polarizing all audiences. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you've obviously made a decision on how you're going to be Nicole. Yeah. My question is this. Who is it you're trying to attract? Like, describe that girl or guy. People who are ready to be themselves and to just really go for
2: it. Like, life is happening. This is what I was just saying the last few days with Go Team Academy is life is happening. Maybe you're Buddhist. You think we're going to come back around. Maybe you're going to be a grasshopper next time. I don't know. But for this life, I'm Going for it, who's coming with me? And if you're gonna not be my friend or work with me because I said an F word that someone told you is a bad word, which I think is hilarious because who decides what words are bad? Right. That whole thing, then you're probably not for me. And that's okay. There's gonna be someone for you. Yeah, Yeah. And if you are for me, if I give you something that you're loving, cool, come along. I want to cheer for everybody. And I want to cheer for people the way they want to be cheered for. But that's, I just think that cheering for everybody works that way. Okay. And I really want everyone to win. So if people love me for that, dope. And if they get something from me being fearless and just being who I am, that's
1: kind of who I want. How have you made sense of the fact that with common sense, you know, it's gonna be harder to do it this way. It's definitely gonna be harder. I could have five times the following. I could have instead of having, you know, these polarizing videos, I could have videos that like you know, you can create YouTube those, wanted me sure to do that for other people. Person. YouTube wanted me to do makeup
2: tutorials. I was so offended because I was recruited to be a YouTuber and I flew out to YouTube LA and they were like, hey, so this is how you do the videos, this is what we're doing. It's like 70 million
1: views or something. 700 million. Seven, oh, excuse Over 700 me. I skipped million. Just zero. Yeah, that's okay. 700 million views. On a check, it makes a difference, right? Yeah, yeah it does. It does. <laughs> but before,
2: like when they recruited me, they were like, you know, we, they knew me from TV in Canada, and they were like, hey, so this is what you do it, and, you know, we already have a fee, a, a girl comic, and they met Lily Singh, and I was like, wait, you think there can't be more than one woman being funny? Yeah. Uh, okay. And then they were like, maybe you should do makeup tutorials. I'm like, I'm not a makeup artist. This is not what I do. I'm a comedian. Wow. Yeah. And I was so offended yeah. that they're like, well, in girls, one girl can do makeup. You can do funny. You can do hair. Like we do more than that. Oh, and also do some fashion hauls. Like show us what you wear. I wow. was
1: like,
2: F you. Right. I can be funny. And the thing is like, you know, you, you might think it's harder, but South Park did okay. You know, South Park is just fine. American Dad's doing pretty good. Yeah, There's Sesame Street. There's The Simpsons. I'm South Park meets The Simpsons. And I like that spot. But there's had to been times where you're like, maybe I should sell out a little. It never feels right. Yeah. Never feels right. And I know there's a lot of people that talk like me and think like me because they follow me. They watch my stuff. I work with them. They're my sponsors. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I don't. I would be really unfulfilled if I just shrunk myself yeah. to be this version of a prototype Barbie just to get more brand deals right now. Like
1: yeah. I'm playing the long game here. Like I'm I'm going for the big stuff. I love hearing that. So go Team Academy. Yeah. This is I mean obviously some big corporations have come to you. You have a a formula for yeah. viral videos. I do. You have the chops. You have the receipts. I think you can point to just about anyone who's got a sizable following, and they can show you some of their stuff that's gone viral, yep. quote-unquote viral. And I hear people say that they have stuff that's gone viral, where I'm like, really? So like 5,000 views is viral? You know, That's, that's what we, so weird. Everyone's using that term now to say, I had a post that went crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah. I've seen that on the news, when they, they're like, this is going viral, 70,000 yeah. views. I'm like, that's
1: cute. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Good for them, but also so that's cute. big corporations are coming to you and saying, yeah. Yeah. Okay, how do we follow your formula? Does your formula require yep. controversy? Nope. no, nope, it doesn't. So you have brands that can follow this formula, and is that something that you'll teach inside your academy? Uh, not in the first course. First of all, I need
2: everyone's mindset on the same page. Lose the excuses and f*** win already I'm taking you through and so does Danielle Delgado we take you through our stories and a step-by-step six-week course of mindset and just getting ready to win which really requires getting rid of all that sh- Including the insecurities behind What if I post this What if I do this What if people say that That's in there In a little section of it To which I would say Ladies I challenge you Post something you're terrified of right now Okay Do it What do you mean
1: by terrified of If you're scared of Like here's the thing That is so annoying to me Frankly Do it Is when people do the same Like oh that is so brave of you To show you have cellulite That is so brave of you To go on without makeup I'm like I mean, but we're all it's, doing it now. It's, like, not that brave. It's like, not that brave. The first person, maybe it was. Yeah. So what do you mean by post something you're so afraid of? Like, what? So for me,
2: this is, this is what's going to be weird. I was afraid to post a couple days ago that I make money. I My hang are about money. Why? I'm from a blue-collar family, Steeltown, Hamilton, Ontario. You just don't talk about money. And I knew we had enough for me to go to dance lessons But I knew we didn't have as much as some of my friends in my class. Yeah. And when I would ask my mom about money, she'd be like, it's not your business. Mm -hmm. That was the answer I always got. And then when I went to college, it was just kind of like I didn't understand money. I was kind of scared of it. Yeah. When I would get it, I wouldn't know how to use it properly. And then when I started making money and I knew that I deserved it, I still felt guilty for having it. Mm. And I started feeling Guilty for having things my friends didn't have or getting experiences they didn't have and I just I've always had these money hang-ups that I just recently identified Wow and I was like, okay, well, if something scares me, I got to put it out there. That's my rule. If I'm scared, lean in go into it and just punch it until it dissolves. Yeah, so I made a post about, you know, my first year online, I made 350,000. And that went from making 600 bucks a month. What was your first year online? 2015. Okay. Yeah, and then it's gone up substantially since then and my my corporate clients pay me very well and we it's a win-win for both of us. We always, you know, do great business and I've repeat customers and we have a great time, but I still felt really guilty about making money or
1: even saying that I did and not playing dumb anymore. I can so relate to that. Really? Yeah. I also felt guilty for making money doing something that Didn't feel like a job. Must be nice. You know? Right? Right. That (laughs) one? Exactly. And, you know, I think once I explained to people why I felt that way, why it it made me sick to my stomach the first time I got like a really big check in the mail, is because I felt like. Getting paid should be really hard. You should mm. you should hate what you're doing. You should be you know just killing yourself and to make that kind of money. Yeah. And because that was the messaging is that you're supposed to work really 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 hard mm-hmm. to make it, which I think is one way to do it. But I also think if you really love what you're doing and you love who you're helping. Yeah. And just shifting that mindset so the people you want to help who isn't um go team academy for who is like you you are not my avatar you are not my lifer who's that
2: everybody i know that sounds so you know throw in the net wide but i don't believe there's anyone that especially this first course and we are going to break off into the social media courses and the fitness stuff and the nutrition because i really really genuinely want to help people and that's why I started all those discussions with my videos, is like, guys, we're full of shit. and that's why we're depressed, and that's why we self-medicate, whether it be with pills, or alcohol, or sex, or porn, or scrolling through Instagram all day yeah. when you feel a bad feeling you don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. I'm on to you. Mm-hmm. So let's just start having some real discussions, and let's get through it, and that's, so Go Team Academy is breaking it down, because I've gotten people's messages and DMs for four years now straight, and people come to me for advice, Constantly, So whatever I'm doing, it's resonating where people feel like they know me and they want my advice because they know I'm going to tell them the truth.
1: Yeah. And and most often do you find that people come to you for the kind of advice that they want to know, Nicole, how, how do I get out of my own head and really get my message out there? It sounds to me f- hmm. by what you've described this first piece of your academy and, and does it go in stages or are there like volumes? It goes in stages?
2: There are. Look at you. It's like you know this world. Um, see, I'm, I'm new to this world and I'm really excited though because this was my book that I've worked on for years, the Lose the Excuses and f-ing Win already and I'm like, let's make it interactive. Yeah. like I love, I'm going to have books and congrats on your book by the way. Thank you. Yay! Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the book version, but I want it to be interactive where I'm holding you accountable. If you're coming in here, you're doing the work with us. You're posting up your videos, we're working alongside each other to get through the sh- And let's be real about it. And let's be open, have accountability partners, which is part of the program, which I'm really excited about. I'm coming in there and being honest with you, and we're doing the work together, and I'm gonna be real, real, and real raw, too. Yeah. And once you unlock that part of yourself, then you're ready to win in all the other areas. If you come to me, people say, I want a viral video for my my pool company. I'm like, why? Why do you want a viral video? Yeah. What's the end game? Right. I can get you 20 million views tomorrow, then what? Yeah. If they're not ready for it, you know, if their company's not ready for it, if they don't have even the way to use all those leads I'm gonna generate for them, there's no point. And I think it's the same way in life. If you're not at that base level, if you're not getting rid of all your sh- going really deep and being like, yo, where have I f***ed up in relationships? Where's mm-hmm. my accountability to those people? It's it's not all their fault. It yeah. wasn't all them. Let's be real. Yeah. You know, in every aspect of your life, oh, I got fired from that job because they suck and they're gossipy. Really? Because there's something about you that was part of that, too. Yeah, uh, The world isn't at you. You're part of your world. Right. And I always say, like, you know, if you don't like what you're catching, change what's on your hook. Mm. So we're going to go deep and real. Change what's on people's hook. It's not going to be all, like, too deep and, you know, surreal or whatever. But we're just getting to the real shit so that in six weeks, you're ready to f- win and it's all the stuff i wish i knew five to ten years ago and it doesn't matter what age you are we're ready to go now so yeah. let's do it yeah. and it's cool because danelle has that that business head and she makes millionaires all the time it's so amazing what she does for the world like i'm just so proud to be her friend and to have her partner with me and have other people i really look up to come in and give their
1: expertise to yeah
2: to legit help people
1: yeah. that's the goal yeah. of this one yeah and then we'll talk about your pool of business after that. right? I love, yeah. I love the mindset aspect of it. And I think it's really necessary. It's needed. Where is Nicole Arbor today versus who you were in 2015? Like what oh, wouldn't wow. you do today that you did, you know, your first year of really making your mark?
2: That first year, you know, part of me was surfing the wave rather than making it. And. I was still in a lot of, like, chronic pain and physical pain, so it was hard for me to balance the work, and I was still having to go to hospital visits, and I I was a lot more chaotic. My life was a lot more chaotic, and I was more going with offers. I I definitely took offers from people that I shouldn't have. Uh, You know, love to you, Fit T. Thank you for working with me after I made fun of them, Mm. but there's no way I would touch you now mm. I don't believe in making girls their pants to feel skinny <laughs> I'm sorry I don't I don't that's not health that's not fitness that's
1: lying to yourself yeah like well when we know better we do better and, and I thank certainly you. Speak, that's true I would say I don't I don't even agree with the opinions that will live forever on video but yep. i don't agree with some of those opinions because i'm more informed now or yeah. more woke, you know and more I woke just, realize <laughs> say well right yeah. i realize now like oh gosh that just doesn't even i'm just a different person today who will yeah. nicole arbor what we what will nicole arbor be five years from now
2: oh man you know i'm gonna use the word mogul all and right. I'm going to be an entre- That's entrepreneur. That's what I'm doing. Oh, is this your term? That's my term. I'm an entrepreneur and I legit, and this Trademark is a. Trademark that, honey. Hey, get <laughs> You, shoot him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. We have squirt guns. I live in Texas now, so everyone has guns. Oh, yes. um, But for me, I legitimately think that I'm going to be the biggest cheerleader the world's ever known. And that is my goal is to cheer people to and through anything. And, you know, I really believe that when you cheer for people, like the whole world's cheer. Sorry, if you cheer for yourself, like the whole world's cheering for you, eventually they will. Yeah. And if everyone starts getting that in their minds, but you have to soul, start by cheering with yourself for exactly. yourself. Exactly. And I know that I can spread that and I get hundreds of messages. Like I feel like a d- even saying this, but I've gotten thousands of messages that people lost a ton of weight and changed their lives because of dear fat people it wasn't for everybody that messaging wasn't for everyone some people like a drill sergeant some people need a hug that one was for people who need a drill sergeant and that like that mindset yeah, yeah. but it helps people yeah so i would i would you know move the dial this time if i redid it right and but you also know that it hurt people yeah totally i, I can't i don't think it would have hurt anybody if they didn't know if part of that was true you know what i mean like that's when things hurt me is if I'm like, Oh crap, you're talking to me.
1: Dang. Well, like you know, you know I I wanted to kind of avoid this. But at the get same into time, it. I'm, I'm happy I know. At the same time I know that that's some of the feedback that I'll get and I don't know how to be anything other than honest. When I watched the one Do on it. depression, yeah. I thought, man, if I had a child who'd commit suicide yep. from depression. Yeah. I understand the messaging there, but that would just—I'd want to come for you. I'd want to like just go. You don't understand. First of all, if you had a child that died from depression, I would be really upset for yeah. you and with you. Like the first person that came to mind for me was uh, Pastor Rick Warren. Okay, you know, and I—we were in his service because um, he is the pastor of a big church mm-hmm. by where we live, and he took like I don't know how many, maybe nine months. Oh, seven months off. And then I just remember he and his wife coming back onto the stage and sharing the story of their son who had committed suicide. And it was the first time they really opened up about all the years and years of therapy and medication and interventions and what a struggle it had been for their family. And how they had tried everything, Mm -hmm. you know, And, and it wasn't something he could, you know post-it note himself out of and like for me that was the image and the person that came to mind when i saw that video yeah and again i you know you i understand know, but i i would say i know what i have served in that video to be true and it works and it
2: works and i back it with my life but not for Everything, everyone did they try it i guarantee i promise you they did uh, i would say they should there's a lot of things that people don't try because they don't know to try it. So in that 5-minute video, I gave people a baseline of what I know to be true for level 1. You also have to, you know, get into your gut. A lot of a lot of people are finding that depression, I don't mean like metaphorically, I mean physically the gut biome we know that that's causing a lot of different things i had a friend who had severe depression they were allergic to xyz and their depression was gone after that so there are so many different elements to these things i really truly feel like you can defeat and treat depression i believe it to be true and the chemicals if they're imbalanced, they can be rebalanced. And it's not the same for everybody, but I, what I have to do is always try. So I'm gonna serve whatever info I have, and to say depression is all in your head, that was a, a play on words. Right. And I'm like, of course it's right, in your head, right, it's right. the chemicals, that's yeah. like in the first yeah. line. I've never said that depression's not real in my life, I've suffered it severely. Right. And it's been in my family, and when Chester from Lincoln Park committed suicide, I was like, I, I felt that. when uh robin williams committed suicide i felt that hard and do those and communities ever
1: like come hard for you because no. of that no No. Really? they understood they were like hey thanks have you ever had like death threats or that for anything kind of like hate? that no, no because everyone could see where I'm i mean coming for from. in general from any video
2: um yeah but it was nothing. like nothing real mm-hmm. like yeah yeah, that depression one, though, I'm super proud of that video. And because of that video, I've had some huge people in the medical fields come to me to work with me on giant projects that are coming out. And they said, you, little b****, are to something. And we believe in you. And because you were brave enough to say these things out loud, we want to work with you. And here's the information that you were missing. Oh, and okay. I was like, cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, give me the extra info I didn't know. Yeah. But I'm always going from what I know right now with great
1: intentions. So do you feel like you've learned? from each one of those videos that you've done like it's oh, like someone's come to you that's opened up your eyes like we talked about the conversation I yeah, had yeah. yesterday with Grant Cardone and how I was like yeah you know what that that helps me have a little different perspective totally. and yeah. and maybe not come so hard for it almost like it's almost hypocritical for me to come hard for the people who pose in front of their jets and their yeah, cars yeah, yeah. because i'm like i'm you still going to make fun of them though yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but it has helped me to go like okay, okay i can kind of see both sides i don't yeah, know yeah. if that's maybe that your edge I think I'm
2: still always gonna go from what I know because that's all we can do come from wh- what you know right now add information on I'm always happy to learn that's the fun of life and that's that would be a difference of where I was in 2015 to now is I do know different things you know obviously I'm not trying to hurt anyone whose kids committed suicide I don't know why they're watching my comedy videos with a title. That they wouldn't like in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Like you're choosing to watch my content. If you think it's going to hurt your feelings, don't do it. Mm. Just like if you're offended by it's that
1: car crash, though, so you can't look away.
2: Yeah. Well, hey, the the South Park thing I love to use because if you know that language or those kinds of themes offend you, don't turn on the show. True. You know, I'm gonna be real, and I'm so proud of the topics that I've brought to light, and especially I, I was scared of putting out the depression one but I really know it to be true. And I believe we can defeat and treat depression and hopefully in my lifetime.
1: Yeah, and I know that's important to you too. Where can people learn more about Go Team Academy or just connect with you and like see what you're up to on the daily? Well, goteamacademy.com is where that one is.
2: And then on Instagram, I'm letter I, letter B, Nicole Arbor. I be Nicole Arbor. Who's this girl who's got
1: the actual Nicole Arbor? Good
2: question, but they tried to sell it back to me for a large amount of money. And out of principle, I said, no. No, thank you. Yeah, I was like, not gonna do it. And then on Facebook, it's Facebook.com/slash Nicole Arbor fans, and those are the places you can grab me.
1: Nice, yeah. that's and awesome. I'm always in my DMs. So okay, message good. Me. Yeah, we're all wow, good. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, well, so awesome to have you here. And thank you for your honesty. Thank you for inspiring people to. I mean, like if you can survive it, if you can survive having every major network running your social commentary as yeah. a lead story, people can survive the occasional trolley comment, and they will be better for it yeah it doesn't actually matter it doesn't have to hurt you you decide what hurts you oh that's such a good one tweet tweet that one out let us know what you guys think about this commentary let us know how you feel about that type of feedback when you get it in social media and will you take Nicole's challenge and post something that you are friggin terrified to post right now will you do that this week let us know below the comments and thank you so much for subscribing guys Well, I hope you found that incredibly inspirational. I hope you're motivated and you took away some really powerful things, ways in which you can learn to stop worrying about what everybody else thinks, everybody else's opinion, like to speak your truth. And and if you're going to do great things, this is a mindset you need to adopt. And you're in luck because Nicole does have an academy. She's got an online training course that she is – really excited about helping people just like you drop the excuses and as she says, effing win already. To learn more, go to goteamacademy.com. And thank you, Nicole, for spending time with us here on Build Your Tribe. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and they're just Don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.